Hey, welcome to Spin is a Four-Letter Word, the Maroon PR podcast, all things PR, media, etc., etc. Joining me as always is my esteemed colleague, Matt Williams. Hey, Matt. Hey, John. How are you? And our silent but deadly producer, <laughs> Brittany Everett. Hey, Britt. First of all, sorry for the delay between podcasts. Those of you that are subscribing and listening, thank you so much. We're getting a lot of downloads and listens. We're really grateful. There's no real reason except everybody was taking vacations at the same time and <laughs> and we just couldn't get in the room and, and record one. But we have a really good one today. Uh, John Borneman, Senior Director of Communications for the Western Golf Association and the Evans Scholars Foundation um, is our guest. And he's a friend. He's a client. Um, we are very, very fortunate to be the local public relations firm of record for the 2021 and 2022 BMW championships the, in, in exactly two weeks from the day of this recording will be the start of the 2021 BMW championship at Caves Valley Golf Club. We talked to John about that, about all goes into public relations, planning around the, around the event and whatnot, and um Next year's 2022, they're going to do it at Wilmington, Delaware, the Wilmington Country Club, and, and we're on for that one as well, which is incredibly exciting, a different market drawing from Philly and Baltimore. So uh, more work in front of us, but it really feeds a passion. Matt, I'm looking forward to talking to John. Yeah, same here. And, you know, John is uh, has a really unique uh, job in the PR world in that he is representing not only a, a golf tournament, but he's also representing a, a really terrific nonprofit that does some great work. And interestingly, as you will find when you listen, he is a beneficiary himself of this nonprofit. So it's a really cool, uh, really cool and different job that uh, I think folks will be interested in hearing about. It's really cool. We got a, we got a really hectic couple of weeks ahead of us in a good way. Um, it's been a it's been a joy and an honor working with these guys, and they are a pleasure. Um, and thanks for tuning in. And after that uh, introduction, let's bring them in. Uh, John Borneman, Senior Director of Communications, the Western Golf Association, the Evans Scholars Foundation, our friend and our client. JB, thank you so much for joining us. No problem, John. Uh, thanks for, for having me on, although I will say I've listened to a few recent episodes of the podcast. I think you might want to get with whoever did your booking this week because I think they kind of dropped the ball. <laughs> no way, man. There's a buzz going on, and you're a big part of it. Uh, as, as everybody knows, um, the BMW Championship uh, penultimate leg of the FedEx Cup playoffs is coming to Baltimore. It's coming to the Caves Valley uh, Golf Club, and uh, it's going great. People are excited. There's a there's, the buzz is palpable, and and we're honored to be a part of it. Um, John, before we jump into that and all that goes into that, tell us a little bit about the work of the Western Golf Association and the Evans Scholars Foundation. How they work together. What the mission is. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and we're excited to head to Baltimore. I'm, I'm leaving in just a little while here. So, you know, we couldn't be more excited for the BMW championship, but the Western golf association, uh, we've been around since 1899. Uh, and back then we really were sort of the westernmost point of golf when we were established, uh, in the Chicago area. So not so much anymore, but at the time we were, we were as far West as golf really went. Um, and since then, you know, we've, we've kind of made it our mission to, you know, run elite championships uh, for golfers across the country. Uh, we run today six championships, uh, including the BMW Championship. We also have our men's and women's Western Amateurs, uh, men's and women's Western Junior Championships, and then the Evans Scholars Invitational that's on the Corn Ferry Tour, uh, which leads into the PGA Tour. So, you know, that's kind of half of what we do is, is run these 
championships and, and the reason we run them is to support you know our charitable arm the evans scholars foundation uh which does full tuition and housing college scholarships for caddies so uh that started in in 1930 uh a you know famous amateur golfer of the day uh Charles Chick Evans Jr. came to the Western Golf Association, wanted help establishing a uh, scholarship for caddies. And, you know, since then, we've sent over 11,000 uh, kids to college, myself included. All right. Yeah, John is a John is a Evans scholar, if anybody's listening. Uh, amazing organization. This year, we just learned over 1,000 caddies will receive full scholarships to college through the Evans Scholars Foundation in t- to 21 different universities around around the country. The work is making a real difference in a lot of lives. And we heard that firsthand um, from one of the caddies that received a scholarship a few years ago here locally. And she spoke at media day at the BMW championship in quite, quite a, quite an organization and uh, something that you're clearly proud of. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, we, you, we hear that a lot, you know, I'm lucky to, to meet a lot of the scholars and go around the country and, and hear them. And, and that's all, you, that's basically what you hear from each one of them is how much, uh, caddying has sort of changed their lives and even without even if you leave aside the scholarship which obviously is a huge financial blessing you know just being that close to golf and learning all the lessons on the golf course uh, that they learn you know you really realize how much of an impact um, you know just being around the game can have on, on some of these kids and and I felt that when I was growing up uh, you know I, I became an, an avid golfer and, and I truly was fortunate to to earn the Evans scholarship and you know, it's nice to be able to sort of uh, help perpetuate that and make it available to uh, to kids in the future as well. That was going to be my question, John. Is is it it it, it seems like a uh, almost like you're working for your, for lack of a better, you're working for your for your college. It's like an alumnus. You know, it, you are an alumnus of this program. You um, you get to give right back to it. Um, and it must be rewarding. And I, I'm guessing, did you? Did you have this in mind when you when you went to school? Did you think maybe I'll go work for the Western Golf Association? No, I figured maybe I'd go work for ESPN or you know <laughs> uh, cover the Cubs or something like that. But but no, it, you're you're right. I mean, it is it is very easy to to wake up and and come to work and and you know maybe sometimes have to put in some long hours. But you can you, you never have to worry about this job wondering well what am I really accomplishing because it's not ever too long before you you meet one of these kids and you realize you know that. that that's the opportunity that that you're helping to provide um and you know but as john mentioned there's a thousand kids more than a thousand kids who are going to school this year alone and uh and that number is going up every year so it's it's no no motivation is never an issue uh when you work at Evans scholars foundation yeah incredible incredible organization hey john shifting gears a little bit to baltimore i mean for the most part um until a couple of years ago the BMW Championship was always held out in the Chicago area, in the Midwest, and different courses there. Then you started kind of spreading your wings a little bit. When you enter a new market like Baltimore that hasn't hosted a regular PGA Tour event in decades, was there some trepidation coming here about how it would be received, what the golf community was like? I mean, and how has the reception been? Well, I mean, we, you know, we, uh, we did our, do our research and try to, you know, get a handle on, what the golf you know community is like anywhere we go. I mean, Chicago is always our our home, and that's that's where we were born, and and we you know love to have the championship there, and we've got some great golf in the area. But I mean, every time we leave, people are so excited 
to come to the BMW Championship and to see the best players in the world and to, you know, support the Evans Scholars Foundation. So, you know, we, we had a feeling that it would be uh, pretty good. And, I mean, it's it's actually blown our wildest expectations out of the water. You know, even it, 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 the uh, the reception from Baltimore has just been incredible. Um, you know, we are we are selling tickets at a pace, you know, that we we haven't seen. We, you know, sold out of our volunteers uh, without even having to advertise it. I mean, you know, it's been 60 years since the tour has been this close to Baltimore and and people were ready uh, for for the uh, the best golfers in the world, for sure. John, do you think you think that's a model, you know, moving forward or maybe it has been already, but. You know, finding these some of these mid-major markets, if you will, uh, that are maybe PGA-starved. You know, they don't they haven't had a tournament in a long time, and there's a real appetite for it. Is that something you guys will look at as you move forward? Yeah, I, I think that's something we we definitely consider. Is you know what markets have the space to to kind of entertain a PGA Tour event, and wh- and where can you capture the attention of the local? Uh, audience and also you know for us it's about taking the tournament uh to places that we maybe haven't told the evan scholars story and haven't had an opportunity yet and where we want to you know expand our program and, and kind of uh make a difference for for kids in that area you know and that that really helps the bmw championship draws a ton of attention to the evan scholars foundation and it helps us you know tell that story and and we'll come out of it you know with more caddying opportunities in baltimore i'm sure Talking to John Borneman, Senior Director of Communications, Western Golf Association, and Evans Scholars Foundation. Um, John, talk a little bit to us about some of the challenges um, as the tournament approaches or as the championship week is upon us. There's a lot of folks that are involved to make this a success. You have the sponsor and their agency. You have the Western Golf Association. You have the PGA Tour. You have the Caves Valley folks. You have your... The third party, uh, you know, people that are helping you, like we're happy, we're we're honored enough and lucky enough to be your PR firm here in Baltimore. Logistically, what are some of the challenges just to pull this all together and make it a great show? Yeah, John, I, I think it's just that. I mean, it's uh, it's the fact that you have the PGA Tour and you have your title sponsor and you have all your other sponsors and everybody has, you know their their priorities and their messaging points and and it's you know very important to everyone that that uh that those get addressed and and you know they get heard and those aren't you know sometimes they're not at odds with each other but they can kind of crowd each other and and you know you want everything everybody to have their time and feel like you know they got a chance to tell the story they were trying to tell so you know it's just kind of making sure that everybody's working together uh everybody is is uh aware of everything that's going on so that you don't miss any opportunities and you can capitalize on everything and that you're working efficiently because it is a crazy couple of weeks and you know you have all of a sudden four days where the golf world's eyes are on you and then they move on to the next one so you know the window is pretty small and only open for a little while um so you know coordinating all that is is a big challenge i would imagine Uh, john to you i know you clearly you've got the bmw championship you guys have a number of other tournaments as well um and there some of them are in different markets how do you approach each market or each tournament with regard to media expectations um perhaps working with these markets that may have may not have covered a, a tournament before and they have may have specific challenges or needs um how do you balance all of those different expectations from your sponsors from your from your 
your team at WGA and with all of these different tournaments and and uh, events? Yeah, well, we 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 uh, just you know take a little different approach to to every market we're in. This year, you know, with the exception of BMW Championship, we were in the Chicago market. Um, you know, for for all of our tournaments and. You know, there's a lot of things going on in Chicago, a lot of demands on on the media um, and, you know, and their attention is, is elsewhere a lot of times. So, you know, our focus for some of our you know amateur events is just to to do to publish, you know, self-publish and do as much of the work ourselves as possible. You know, we're shooting video and, and providing it to stations. We're publishing nightly recaps and press releases We're you know, promoting ourselves on social media. Uh, with, you know, photos and videos. And, you know, we kind of decided a couple of years ago that we weren't going to necessarily, uh, you know, rely on on traditional media always, you know, to promote those events, uh, even though we were going to, to do our best to try to get them to do it. And, uh, you know, in terms of juggling expectations from sponsors, I think, you know, it's our job to just show them that uh, that we're finding audiences where they're hanging out, you know, and, and as audiences change, we're, we're meeting them where they are. Uh, and uh, and even if it looks a little different than it did 15, 20 years ago, that doesn't mean that, uh, that they're not getting their story out there just as much. Now, that's really a great um, segue into what I wanted to bring up, John, because you're right. I mean, I think I think as media continues to transition and storytelling continues to grow, you know, there's more opportunities to tell the story, but it's not always in the traditional way in which people think. There's still value in the traditional media, the television and radio and whatnot and print. Um, but there's a lot more in that in that digital space, whether it's social media, um, whether it's just your owned properties like website, social platforms, e-newsletters, like your own content creation. Um, what have you seen? Um, you're a young guy, but you've been in this business a few years now. Like, What have you seen in, in the evolution of how people are telling their stories and how they're using different properties rather than the old school, just simply press release and local media outreach? Yeah, I mean, I've seen, you know, just, just in the way we've uh, promoted our events, we're doing just a ton more on, on social media and video. And it's less, you know, so, sometimes about, what is happening at the event than what it feels like to be at the event or, you know, sights and sounds and, and just the, uh, you know, just the look and the feel of what, what is happening during championship week that makes you, you know, look at it and want to be a part of it. If you're on social media and you want to, you just kind of want to be there because it looks cool. It looks, it looks fun. It looks like a, you know, high level golf event and feels big. And I think you can do that, you know, just by, you know, sharing, uh, sharing things on, on social and on your own websites. And if there's, you know, if it's not just a recap of so-and-so shot 65 and, and leads by two, I think that that can accomplish a lot. Yeah, John, you know, that's a, this is a topic that we, we talk about a lot here and it's kind of this evolution that is, we're in the middle of really, uh, of, of organizations that are really controlling their own message, et cetera. Um, and, and using their own, their their own owned uh, pieces of of whether it's whether it's websites etc. Their own social media. Does that encourage you to embrace maybe some other outlets that maybe in years past they wouldn't have embraced? You know that are doing their own podcasts, that are doing their own um, their own their own thing. And you know you know for a tournament like you guys. You know, you've probably got a lot of media requests out there, but are you more encouraged now to to perhaps accept a credential request from a 
from somebody who's running a, a, a somewhat popular, smaller podcast in, in a particular area that's talking about golf. Yeah, I, I would say so. I mean, I think there are fewer, you know, barriers to entry um, to kind of getting in the golf media space than there have been in the past. And uh, and a lot of these, you know, a lot of these audiences might be small, but they're pretty focused and pretty engaged, yeah. you know. So uh, you can really, you know, reach new audiences and reach people who really, you know, care about the content by, by engaging some of these newer or smaller uh, publications and uh, and and I mean that's the best way to kind of kind of grow your audience is, is to try to find ways to get in with these new ones. So uh, yeah, I would definitely think uh, we're more open minded than we probably yeah, were, yeah. you know, a while ago. Yeah, that makes sense. Hey, hey John, with um, the event this year is at Caves Valley Golf Club in uh, just outside of Baltimore City in Owings Mills, Maryland, and you know it's it's an iconic place it's one of those places that people want to play they've trying to get on to their membership and their leadership is among you know the, the biggest leaders in the world um and whether from business or politics or whatnot they they have they have influence here how's it been for you guys working with the caves valley leadership i mean steve fader the chairman really worked hard to get this event here and um and and everyone is grateful for his leadership throughout and then their membership I'm sure this isn't exclusive to caves. It's probably every place you guys go, but there's some members that, you know, are really not only um, noteworthy, but they're helpful. Um, you know, we mentioned Cal Ripken Jr. and John Harbaugh, the coach of the Ravens, among others. So talk a little bit about working with the club, with their leadership, with with their membership, and, and what that's like is specifically with caves, but generally year to year. Yeah, I mean, working with Caves has been incredible. And you mentioned Steve Fader and, and how hard he worked to bring the BMW Championship to, to Caves Valley and to Baltimore. And I mean, I think that makes all the difference when you uh, go to a club that where they, you know, it seems like every member really wanted this tournament to be there. And uh, and I think that's reflected then in, in the experience you have when you're trying to set up events at the club or, or you know, uh, promote the event and have media out there. I mean, the Caves Valley experience, as they say, you know, is is second to none because, you know, they really want to make you have a special time there. And uh, and that has extended to, you know, to our media coverage of the event. So, yeah, they they uh, they seem really excited for the championship. And, and the club itself is I mean, it's gorgeous. I, I don't know if we've ever had a more beautiful place for a BMW championship. I, I can't wait to see what it looks like you know, with, with fans and, and the build complete and, and, uh, and the players out there, it's going to be amazing. It's electric and everyone around town is buzzing about it, which is really gratifying. Um, I hate to bring up the, uh, the dreaded COVID word, but I'm just curious. Um, we, we finally feel like we were emerging from it. Then you got this new variant. How about these words now that were never in our dialogue before <laughs> variant. Um, so uh, we got this new variant. It looked like things are still on target, but um, and we're going to have big crowds out there, and it's all good. But how much has just the COVID and the pandemic in the last two years kind of put, changed your thoughts in terms of messaging, in terms of um, steps you have to take, and in, in, in preparations? So talk a little bit about that, if you don't mind. Well, I, I tell you, you definitely think twice before putting down non-refundable deposits. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I can point. tell you that for sure. 
<laughs> yes. But no, I mean, it's just another, you know, it's another uh, thing that you have to factor into to every decision. And, you know, last year we had the BMW championship with, with no spectators at all. And that was, you know, one model, but this year we're sort of one foot in one foot out. Are we coming back? Are we not? And uh, you want to promote the event. You want to do whatever you can because this is a fundraiser. This is, you know, our biggest fundraiser of the year for the Evans Scholars Foundation, where we count on it to raise millions of dollars. So we want to do as much as we can, but we also, you know, know that we can't and we would never want to put anyone in a situation where it's going to be unsafe. So, you know, we're just weighing that with every decision, you know, that we make. And uh, ultimately, you know, I think we're a little fortunate uh, in it being a golf a golf event that, you know, we've got miles and miles of, uh, mm-hmm. of yeah. open air, uh, where you can go out and enjoy golf perfectly safely. Um, so we're lucky that that's sort of the reality of, of golf spectator. Uh, but, uh, it, it definitely makes things tougher. And, uh, and, you know, as someone who personally is, is also trying to plan a wedding in amongst all this, <laughs> I'm ready for all the variants to go away. Yeah, I'll bet. Yes. <laughs> John, uh, following up on that and, and, uh, for the PR folks listening to this podcast, could you be, talk specifically about some of the media changes with regard to COVID? I know, you know, we've done the virtual interview room and that kind of thing. Could you tell a little bit more specifically about how that works? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that the, uh, the COVID era, um, I guess restrictions or changes that, the, that the tour has put in place have maybe made, you know, maybe made it a little easier for event for outlets to even cover the championship, you know, because now you can go to their virtual media center online and you can get photos from the day. You can get video from the flash area. You can log on uh, to a zoom call to do post round interviews, um, you know, and you can get uploaded transcripts of, of all the interviews that happen. So, I mean, all this stuff that you used to have to be actually on site uh, to do you know, maybe we can't accommodate as many media on site these days, uh, but but you can you could be across the country and you could have access to all the same materials that you used to have access to in the media center. Sure. I so, think that's really fascinating, John. I mean, I think it opens up a whole new world. It opens up a bunch of other folks that maybe don't have a budget to get out here and cover. They don't have the bandwidth, but they can every day do a recap and they can have some really effective sound bites and photos and results and quotes and everything you possibly need to your point. So, you know, the silver lining coming out of all this is you adjust, you make changes necessary to enhance your coverage and, uh, and it works. So that, that's an excellent point. Yeah. I shouldn't even say that we're, we're, you know, credentialing fewer people. We may have fewer people in the media center, but you know, we have more people than ever who have been credentialed to come out, Mm -hmm. you know, and just walk caves Valley and get a feel for the event and report on it. So yeah, I think, you know, I think that's, Relooking at at how we ran the, the media operations uh, hasn't necessarily been a bad thing, yeah. but we'll still take the end of uh, the pandemic anytime. Indeed, right. yeah. indeed, John. We know you got to start packing up and getting ready to come to Baltimore. We're excited to see you next week. Over the next couple of weeks, we're grateful for our friendship and partnership. Thank you for joining us on Spin is a Four Letter Word, the Maroon PR podcast, and uh, travel safe. Thanks, John. Thanks for all you know. You and Maroon PR have done. Uh, first thing we ever do when we try to go to a new location is, is find someone who can lead us through the market, and, and you guys have, have certainly done that uh, and helped make this, you know, what I think is going to be one of our most successful championships ever. It's very kind. Thanks, John. 
Thanks for listening to Spin is a Four-Letter Word. If you like what you hear today, please subscribe. Send us your feedback, too. We want this to be interesting for everybody. And give us a follow, at Maroon PR on Twitter and LinkedIn.